Hello everybody, I'm Liz Coomer and today I'm hosting this podcast on this fine day. I have Gay Jagnew here and he's been performing us since our first season. Gage performed online in 2020 in our uncomfortable show and he brought a little classic sales pitch to his piece. So let's dive in and get uncomfortable. I mean, personal. <laughs> restricted area and you're trespassing here this is the official gay jagnew comfort zone and i don't like leaving it a couple of things that are restricted and prohibited from this zone are ex-girlfriends clubs that are too loud and people who go that is so funny instead of actually laughing seriously if the joke was funny laugh i can do whatever i want in this comfort zone i can grill up a juicy steak I can film whatever project I want, and I can spend as much time as I want to in the bathroom. Yes, I will occasionally leave to go to work or get some groceries, but 90% of the time, I'd rather be right here than wherever you are. Fun fact about this historic landmark, back in the day, it was only a Nintendo 64 with a couple of VHS tapes in the basement of my parents' house in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And now the Gay Jagnew Comfort Zone is home to four video game consoles, five streaming services, over a hundred DVDs, and yes, all on a glorious 4K television. It's, it's there. Of course, this state-of-the-art entertainment system is only half of the GACZ for the what good is a comfort zone without a proper place to park your behind. Introducing couch that I found on the side of the road. So why get a brand new couch that you have to break into when there's a perfectly loved couch out there waiting for you? Complete with two removable cushions and two back pillows, the Gay Jagnew Comfort Zone couch is perfect for binging, napping, and episodes of depression. The Gay Jagnew Comfort Zone couch with not one, but two extra fluffy blankets so you can get maximum coziness and it shields you from the rest of the world. Uh, and in order to keep everything properly organized, we installed this coffee table right here. This coffee table, we can neatly organize our remotes and controllers. And if you want anything from our five-star restaurant, my kitchen, you can place your food and beverage right here. I recommend the smoothies and the nachos as those are my specialty. If you're a really cool female, the Gay Jagnew Comfort Zone is relatively free of charge. This offer also applies to my really chill friends who are willing to pick me up from the airport even when it's inconvenient. The world can be a stink hole filled with crap and people with wicked intention. Uh, but this comfort zone protects you 
from horrible assholes and their horrible assholish activities. This is a stress-free zone for after work. This is a safe haven for city traffic. And this is a place of peace for, from people who wear their AirPods and talk too loud. That being said, I'm gonna to have to charge you 750 for trespassing here. You're welcome to take it up with a federal court or dispute it with your local city council. But until then, get out of my house. How are you doing? Me? I'm doing great. I worked today, and I did some exercise today, yes. and I did some editing today. I, yes. I got all the three quadrants, all yes. three, four quadrants. You covered your wellness, gotten that busy brain going. Yeah, you, yeah. you're covering all the creative side. You got it all. Cool. Well, I want to talk about your piece. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it still feels kind of fresh, but a little bit far away. 2020 I don't really Oh 2020 yeah it's it seems like a bit away this piece however this piece feels like I did it in another universe in an alternate universe in another really? time Wait tell me about this more why It's not like well when I usually do uh it's personal piece it's what I'm feeling at the moment mm -hmm. so it's very sporadic of the moment and usually by the time I perform I rehearse I I tech and block and perform it's usually not how mm. I'm feeling anymore mm. uh, for this certain piece I um, this was at the very beginning of the pandemic and it's very much how I feel still but um, uh, the beginning of the pandemic seems a thousand years ago yeah I'm with you yes I totally I totally agree with you and that's actually really interesting because I'm gonna ask you a question about that a little bit down the line but I want to talk about this comfort zone first. And you said that it started back home when you were a kid, basically, and finding this comfort zone and finding your video games and things like that. And I just w wanted a little more, like, details. Like, when did you realize that was your comfortable spot, like, being on your couch in the comfort of your home? Well, I never was really, well, that's that's not true. I, I was an outdoors kid, but I always loved just snuggling up and watching a movie, typically with parents. Uh, I, I have a great time just watching movies and loving them. And it's weird because I think my career now is more media-oriented than what I initially thought I would be doing. So in, in a way, I was like training to be the person I am today in my comfort zone. Uh, but yeah, it all started in the basement of my house back in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It was a three-story house. Me and my brother were on the top floor. The house was on the 
uh, middle floor and the basement is like the recreation center. So, of course, of course. Yeah, we, we had like the plastic mat with the roads and cars going everywhere. And we had a little TV and we didn't have cables. So we just put on a bunch of VHS tapes. We had Aladdin, we had Toy Story, uh, a couple of Pokemon tapes. So it was classic. It was, it was classic. great. Yeah. That's, a, that's so cute. I'm just picturing little Gage right now. <laughs> oh, I want to know. I'm curious. You kind of said that. You're now in this like media career that you weren't expecting. What were you thinking of doing previously? I don't think I knew this about you. Oh, yeah. I think initially I wanted to make people laugh. Mm. I, <laughs> I, I guess it all kind of ties back to media. But when I was in elementary school, I did this stand-up from like a Jerry Seinfeld CD. And ever since then, I liked making people laugh. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm making people laugh, I think I want to be like a stand-up comedian or an actor or something like that. Mm. And then when I got to high school, I started actually making stuff in front of the camera. And then I was like, oh, I, can, I don't have to listen to what other people say. I can do things myself. That is... <laughs> awesome I think I'm going to do that instead and yeah so I went to college for that and I moved out to LA to pursue the big dream and here I am I don't think I knew that about you oh I think I always thought you wanted to do like behind the scenes kind of stuff I didn't really know that you were like wanting to do comedy kind of stuff when you first came out here I had no idea yeah yeah, yeah. I, initially, it was, I, I mean, I guess it's still the same, really, because I just wanted to entertain through and through, and yeah. I'm still doing that today. I'm I'm even still doing some acting you sure on, are. like, It's Personal and YouTube. Yeah, you totally and, are. <laughs> but really, it's just a means to an end to act out what I write and edit what I film. I love that. No, I love that I'm learning new things about you. And it's been like, what, five years, I think you've been in It's Personal? Which yeah, is crazy. yeah, it's been it's crazy. If, yeah, I, I often think back to that time in the lobby of the complex where I said, I think I can do this. And you said, are you sure? And I'm like, eh. And then I did it for five years. Oh, my gosh. I wish I remembered. Sad Liz's memory is just like <laughs> is just a whole I don't I really don't remember which is funny because Riley sent me a picture of an old program today and I like my heart melted because I was like, oh my gosh, we've just grown so much. We're, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I love it. It's all good things. All Congratulations. Good things. Oh, well, we couldn't have done it without you. I mean, all of these people contributed their stories and you have done, is this your fifth one? Uh, I believe this is number four. Yeah. I kind of wanted to get in this, like you talked about in your piece, a lot of things that you dislike and pet peeves. Where do you think those pet peeves come from? You just talk, you talk about them to a great length in your, your piece. And I was curious, like, do you just constantly get worn out by them, which is why you retreat to your comfort zone? The one that the pet peeves that's coming to mind right now is the is the one where people say that is so funny yeah. and it it kills me a little bit every time inside when I'm at a party and I think I make a great joke and people are like oh that's really funny and I'm like you should laugh you, that's the proper reaction wait I wanted to talk about this specific one because I am one of these people that's that say that's funny 
I totally am. You called me out in this. We're going to have some drama. Well, okay, but let's talk about this right now. What is wrong with someone saying that is funny and not laughing? There's nothing wrong with it. It just bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Just a pet peeve. Yeah, it's, it's just a pet peeve. And I, I guess I want a more visceral reaction from the person. It's, it's just a little bit of selfishness. But Gage, haven't you ever, ex- haven't you ever experienced in life where something happens and in your mind you smile a little bit, a little bit, but you don't laugh out loud. That's true, but you know, you smile. You don't say that's funny. You smile. You're like, ah. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting into semantics on this one. I guess it doesn't really matter. We'll have to do a poll when this uh, episode comes out. And the poll should basically be, is it annoying when someone (laughs) says that's so funny and they don't laugh? I'm just curious about, like, you have quite a few things that, like, make you retreat to your comfort zone. And I just want to kind of, like, talk about that and... How, how does that, like, looking at that and hearing yourself talk about those things that you're kind of like, ugh, I'm over it, I can't stand it, but here in my comfort zone, we don't have those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm asking? I, I do. I just, uh, I'm going to real quick look at my phone. I'm not being rude. I just need to refresh the piece. Uh, okay. Ex-girlfriends, yeah, I think that one's kind of obvious. Clubs that are too loud. I, I don't I don't think I'm bothered by this as much as I led people to believe. I'm fine with loud clubs. I guess it's just people's general manners when they're in the club. They be grinding on you. You know what I'm saying? I don't because we're in COVID and I forgot what any of that feels like. <laughs> well, you probably shouldn't be going to the club. Yeah, don't go to the club right now, especially when you're married. Uh, yeah, that's true. When have I ever been to the club, Gage? <laughs> like, I like how we never say the club. We go the club. It's the club. <laughs> yeah, not a, honestly, not a lot of things really annoy me. Just, I, I think at worst they make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, there it is. That's the word. It makes me feel yeah, uncomfortable. like, there's the theme. But why? Why do they make you feel uncomfortable? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very... What's the word for it? it? Where things have to go a certain way. Mm. I'm your type very, A person. By the book. Yes, sure. by the book. Yeah. There you go. I'm very by the book. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to run. I'm going to talk to someone. I'm going to go out. And then I'm going to go home. And then I'm going to sleep. Mm. And when things go off of that agenda a little bit, it irks me. My psychiatrist says I probably have OCD. And... I guess that's true. I've, I've <laughs> never been properly diagnosed, but I wouldn't be surprised if I had like a mild case of it. I love that you say, I guess that's true. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It sounds like you're not listening to what your doctor is saying to you. <laughs> what does he know? He's only a psychiatrist. That's super interesting. I mean, and even I know we've talked about this, even working with each other too on pieces. I hope it's okay. I'm talking about this. Sure. I know working on pieces with you, we've had this conversation before where you like to do your piece a specific way of what you practice. And when you get a note, it takes you a second to break out of that thing because what you have planned in your mind is the th- how you want it to proceed down that one path. And I, I know like we'll work with you sometimes. I'm like, do you see path B? 
can we try path B? And you're like, but I want to go path A so bad. Oh my God. I, I will try so hard to do, go path A. I don't know where this sense of control comes from. I, I probably need to listen to my psychiatrist to get this. I guess that's why I'm not wanting to be an actor and wanting to be more of a director and a writer. Because <laughs> I, I want to control things. I can picture them very vividly in my head. And when things go off that track, it takes a, a day or two of adjustment. Well, and it's just interesting also that you use the word that it makes you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. You're like, this is this is awful. I wouldn't say awful. It's like an itch. It's not like someone took a, a baseball bat to my kneecaps. It's like <laughs> someone like spit on my arm and I'm like, dude, why'd you do that? I like the itch thing though. The itch thing is like a really... That, that's probably a more relatable thing. Yeah. Not a lot of people spit on people's arms nowadays. Yeah, I, I, was, I don't really know what that feels like luckily but um, <laughs> yeah, the itch thing feels super, super relatable. And do you feel like your comfort zone, like the safe place that you have prohibits you in your life outside of that comfort zone? Well, nowadays, not really, because I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, even nowadays, I'm I'm like, oh, I have to go out and pick up food from wherever. I'm, I'm fairly good about quarantining because, as you may hear from the piece, I'm very comfortable in my own home. Mm-hmm. No, even nowadays, I'm like, man, I could just sit here and not do anything anything especially with technology being like you can pick up groceries you can order a burger or i very much use it as a crutch and i would definitely be lying if i said i never canceled a plan in order to sit down and watch netflix <laughs> hey i mean we've all done it yeah yeah i don't i don't feel too guilty about it but people know that feeling of like I could talk to my friend of six years, or I could check out what's happening on Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, I mean, I really relate to it. And I don't know about you, especially in quarantine. I kind of feel like a little selfish saying this, but like, it doesn't bug me being in my home <laughs> and like no. sitting with my dog and my husband I mean I'm lucky I have a partner and a dog that keeps me occupied but like I could we could sit and watch movies all day and I'd be like great <laughs> <laughs> which I know I shouldn't say but like I'm, I'm no, not, no I used to be that person that was like let's go out let's do these things and that was like in college and then that kind of dissipated the moment I moved to LA where I was like I'm kind of ready just like be in my home and like lay down (laughs) after quarantine though people are gonna go fucking crazy I'm sorry am I allowed to curse I mean I think I already did five times so you're fine (laughs) yeah I I am gonna I think I'm gonna go out for a full two years after this quarantine yeah I think I think like I want to stay home still but I want to travel. I don't want to go to the club. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't want to travel a couple blocks. I want to like go, go to like Italy. Italy That's what I, yeah. I want to go to Italy. I want to I'm go glad to... we both thought of Italy. Yeah. We're mind melding today. That's personally like my dream place to go. Is that your dream place to go? Italy? Um, I would like to go to Italy. <laughs> it's, it's a little silly. My dream place at the moment is Chicago. <laughs> bad have you never been 
I've never been to Chicago, and I hear the food's great and the comedy's great. I love that you so, say yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Ah, uh, now, now I notice it. As someone who's from Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, no, Chicago is really great. I haven't been in like seven years, so I'm sure a lot of places don't exist anymore. But um, I want to talk about the commercial vibes that you have, like this infomercial. Sure selling pitchy thing i can't remember how did that come about did you bring that to the table i i never really saw it as like a commercial i saw it as like someone's trespassing at my house and i'm saying here's all my cool shit now get out right and i think you and riley were like oh this is sort of like a salesman pitch and i'm like yeah i suppose so i'm kind of selling people on the idea of my comfort zone but i would never sell that comfort zone not for not for all the cool action figures in the world uh well at least we know what we're up against cool action figures everyone (laughs) i don't know why that's the first thing that came to (laughs) mind i'm like i was gonna say like v bucks or something but i'm like that's a little too fortnighty Oh, I don't. Yeah, I I appreciate my action figures because I. Um, yeah, action figures is me reeling it back. I didn't know what the other thing was. It's it's a Fortnite currency for the game Fortnite. Mm. Um. So let's talk about this. Like, how was writing and rehearsing this piece, especially because you have me that's very demanding. I th- I no, I I'm, I'm going to counter that. And I say, I think we work well together. Okay, that's good. Because we butt heads every now and then. Sure. But I think we come up with, like, a good compromise by the end of it. Yes, because you really like Path A. Yeah, because I really like Path A, and you think Path E is so much easier. E, not even B. We've gone all the way to E. Well, fine. Uh, but I, I really like this piece. It's not a stage performance. It's a video performance. Sure. Um, so what excited me about this was I could get more tech savvy with it. So I, I was thinking I could like sweep the camera and like cover it up. And I did a couple of things like that in the script. You reeled me back a little. (laughs) It was exciting to like play with the angles and play with the lighting. And usually when I do these pieces, I, I, I want to get kind of deeper and personal, but this one, I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm on my couch. Um, I'm kind of inviting people in. So let's just relax and have a good time, man. It was like definitely your most upbeat piece that you've <laughs> done. I don't mean that in like a bad way, but I mean, just like, yeah, no, in I, general, I know what you mean. it felt like you were like, I'm just going to have fun with talking about uncomfortable things, which I kind of like appreciated because talking about uncomfortable things can be uncomfortable. Right. Well, we, we, we could talk about the piece that never was growing up. You'll never hear it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the piece was basically, I, I kind of saw my first three pieces as like a trilogy. It was like an arc of me coming to terms with myself. Yeah. And so I wanted to continue that thread on the growing up piece. And then when when I wrote it, I'm like, well, I think I've already said that well enough in the previous two pieces. So I I decided to go in the complete opposite direction and have have fun with it. 
and I lo- and I loved it, and I think it was fun, and like it it lent because even when you were just like naturally acting it out, and I think that's why we had you play up like that commercial infomercial kind of thing because you naturally like come on down, <laughs> like come in, <laughs> and all like is this like are we on the Price is Right game show? Like what's happening? And so it naturally kind of led it to that. And I know we kind of pushed like the angle out and stuff like that just to get like a view of what your comfort zone was. How was the transition from stage to online? Hate it? Love it? Thoughts? Hmm, Let me think about that one. You can be honest. Yeah, I I don't want to say hate it, but I prefer the stage because I do YouTube and stuff. By the way, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And... I, I do YouTube and stuff, so I'm already talking to a camera a lot. So talking to a camera this time, it wasn't too different. Because even when I record a YouTube video, I talk in elongated lengths of time. Right. It wasn't really much different than me doing a YouTube video. It was just me doing a YouTube video in one take and doing all the camera work and lighting myself. So Pressure um, was on. Not really. No, it was, it was just like another camera. You, right. you talk to it and you, you shut it off and next person can go. Yeah. I miss theater too, though. You know what I was just thinking about today? I'm sorry. I don't want to get too off topic. but No, I, you're I was good. Thinking, I was thinking when we saw uh, Mysterious Circumstances oh. uh, with Alan Tudyk. Yeah. That, that was an awesome night. Oh. My God. I, I think he's one of my favorite actors. Now. I mean, everyone listening... Gage saw me bawling my eyes out. And it's not even, like, really a sad show by any means. But I was just bawling because I saw my fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sidetrack here. Uh, Gage, <laughs> Gage called me and was like, Liz, did you know that Alan Tudyk is performing at the Geffen? And I was like, no, I had no idea. And then... I forgot about it, and you were sweet, and you reminded me, like, when it was happening, like, hey, we got to get tickets. And I was so (laughs) grateful that you sent me a reminder because I get so sidetracked sometimes that I completely forget about things that people tell me. Oh, yeah, no. I I was almost like that. If I didn't write this podcast down on my phone, I would not remember. And you even sent me a text earlier being like, Gage, we're doing the podcast. I'm like, Thanks, Liz. We're on the same page on this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, thank you for the reminder. Well, I think we both are very similar in that regard because when you reminded me about the show, I was like, oh, shit, we got to go. It's like always surreal seeing, seeing your heroes perform and like being that close to them. And he was everything I wanted him to be. He did not disappoint me by any means. And Oh, yeah. He was funny. He was dramatic. He played sad. It was like He's all, all the notes he hit. I may be yeah. slightly attracted to him. It's fine. Don't stress. <laughs> mm, slightly. Mm, don't believe that. <laughs> He's perfect. Um, and my husband came along with. And it was great. <laughs> um, well, anyways, let's just end with this, Gage. What makes you uncomfortable right now, today, in this moment in time? That piece of silence right there. Mm, that's it? Really? I knew you were going to do it. No, 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 You're no. You're so predictable. Uh, oh, my kidding. God. I'm Am kidding. I that predictable? <laughs> I knew what you were doing, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> well, all right, all right. Okay, the real answer that makes me uncomfortable. Okay, okay. I don't like when people 
hit me up out of the blue to be like, Hey, I saw you editing the other day, and I hope that you edit for my thing. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you since college. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I'm, I'm working on my own stuff. It makes you feel uncomfortable when it feels like people are using you for something. Exactly. That yeah. honestly, real talk. This is, um, this is why I don't really tell people my my job because my job deals with like bigger properties and i i know some i don't want to say like no don't say some known people some known people i know and i i don't want people to know i know those people i don't want people to know about my job because i want people to see me gauge and not whatever i get that i think and i think that's to me it's kind of sad that you have to do that and you know i i'm even guilty of it i was doing it the other day where i was like i texted a couple people being like, hey, did you know this is happening for its personal? And I was like, ugh. I feel so, like, skeezy. <laughs> oh, man. I feel you. I just feel you in all of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that Well, that's the environment that we kind of chose to live in. Yeah. Um, we're, I, I think we're doing pretty well. You and me, Liz, I think we're going places. Oh, we're going places like Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gage, for being here and talking about your uncomfortableness. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio. Super easy. It's Personal on Stage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog, sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the cutest merch ever. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.